0: Look out, California! Ooh ooh, I gotta warn ya! Here comes Canada! Canada, you got an open door. You got so many things I swear I never saw. So, how are you today, folks? We are back again with the English-Brazil exchange student program to talk to people about their experiences of traveling to another country to study English, uh, whether it be for the English alone or for university level education. So, today I have the privilege of having Konia, Conia sorry, I have to get this, the name correct. Conia 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 Conia.
1: con-i-a. so con-i-a. the strass is the last syllable. Con-i-a.
0: So okay, Conha, thank you very much for clarifying your name, pronunciation, because it's different for me. Uh, many names in Brazil are different for me, but yours is different. Where does your name originate from?
1: So the origin of my name is actually from indigenous tribes in Brazil. As far as I know, I don't have like any indigenous blood, oh. but my parents were like, We want a really Brazilian name. Oh, cool. So they chose this one.
0: Very cool. So today we're going to talk about you traveling to another country, and tell us which country did you go to?
1: Uh, I have visited different countries, but the one that I stayed for the longest period was in Canada, where I studied English teaching.
0: Okay, and which uh, city did you go to?
1: Uh, I went to Vancouver. I stayed about four, four months and a half there.
0: Wow, and how did you like Vancouver?
1: Vancouver is a really nice city. Like everything about it is good. Some people complain that it rains a lot, but actually it rains less than here in Curitiba. So <laughs> I don't think it's that much of a problem.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So people complain about the rain, but don't they get snow there in Vancouver?
1: They get snow, but it's not every year. Like, if you go to the mountains, there are mountains near Vancouver. If you go to the mountains, you get snow basically every year almost all the time, but in the city itself, sometimes you get it. Sometimes no, depends if it's a hard winter or not.
0: Okay. So when you went to Canada, did you need to get a visa to go there?
1: Yes, I had to get a visa and in my case, I also had to get more documents because it was a student's program. So just a traveler's visa wasn't enough. I needed a student visa.
0: Okay. So you coordinated with the school for that? Yes. Okay. So, um in Vancouver, did you travel around Vancouver and get to know the city pretty well?
1: Yes. I lived in different apartments in Vancouver in different regions of the city. So mm-hmm. I got to know the city pretty well.
0: Okay. And how did you get around? Did you use a, a bicycle or a car, or maybe did you use a horse?
1: <laughs> yeah, not a horse. It was mostly public transportation. Okay. But I did consider buying a bike. I think if I had stayed for Longer, maybe a year. I would probably have bought a bike.
0: Okay, or maybe even a motorcycle.
1: Mm, yeah, I'm not that into driving or riding. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm more of a cyclist.
0: Okay, cool. And Did you visit any interesting places in Vancouver or around Vancouver that you could tell us about?
1: Yeah, yeah. I went to Whistler. It's a city near Vancouver. It was where oh, I don't remember when, but they did a Winter Olympics there. And they have a lot of sports uh, for cycling, skiing, a lot of things. If you like sports, it's a very good place to visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also visited places in Vancouver. They have some good museums, a scientific museum that is very interesting. And if you like hiking, they have a lot of trails, a okay. lot of places to go.
0: Very nice, very nice. And what about museums? Did you visit museums there?
1: Yes, uh, I visited a scientific museum. I don't remember the name now. I think maybe it's the Vancouver Science Museum or something, but it's a it's a big museum in Vancouver.
0: Mm. And you said you're from Curitiba original. Yes. Have you lived there all your life?
1: Uh I've lived here most of my life. I mm-hmm. think when I was 3 or 5 I lived in Ponta Grossa, which is a city near Curitiba. Okay. But uh, I was basically a baby, so I don't remember it very well. Oh,
0: okay, okay. And um, when you went to uh, your student exchange program, here we call it intercambio, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit different than the student exchange program, but it's similar. Normally the exchange program is where each school changes um, a student. And so here it was basically you going as a, a private student to study for a purpose. Okay, what was your purpose to become a teacher,
1: an English teacher? <laughs> yep. So actually I went because my mother wanted to study English, but she mm-hmm. didn't want to go alone. She was scared. I'm like, I don't okay. speak English. I don't want to go alone. Can you come with me? Oh that's so, cool. yeah, sure. I can come. <laughs> and then she asked me if I wanted to study English, but I had already finished my English studies here in Brazil. And I was like, Again? and uh-huh. uh, no. And then she suggested, Well, maybe Study business or a different course, oh. and I decided to study English teaching.
0: Oh, cool! Very cool. And is that what you do today? You're an English teacher today.
1: Yes, today I'm currently working as an English teacher.
0: Mm. You do private classes or classes in the school?
1: Uh, well, I have private students, but I also teach uh, at a school. Okay. But it's not like a public school. It's also a private school.
0: Okay. Cool. And um when is it that you went to Canada?
1: I went to Canada in twenty seventeen, if I remember correctly, July. I think I arrived okay. there July first.
0: So about three years ago.
1: Yeah, about three years ago.
0: Okay, very cool, very cool. And did you meet other Brazilians while you were there?
1: Uh yes, yes. I met some Brazilians there. The
0: school that you were in, were they in that school?
1: Yes, there were a lot of Brazilians in the school, but there was also in one of the apartments that I lived. I had a roommate that was Brazilian. It was one of those funny moments where you meet a person, you're speaking English. Hi, hello, how are you? Where are you from? And then the guy is like, I'm from Brazil. Why I'm wasting my English with you? We should be speaking <laughs> Portuguese.
0: Ah, but that's not the purpose of being there. That's the problem. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but like that's usually the mentality, yes.
0: Yes. Uh I know it's hard. It's hard to study another language. Um but it's even harder when you go to a, a distant place like Canada and you meet people that speak your language, you know, as in the case of uh, Brazilians, they speak Portuguese and then you're speaking Portuguese and you're not practicing English, which is the purpose to go there. So to me it's kind of re- you know ridiculous, but this is the way it is, you know. We go to another place and we have this comfort, level of comfort that we want to revert back to the, the language of Portuguese and we don't stick with the English. Um it's hard to do that. It's hard to stay with English when you want to comfort. Oh, just let me talk to somebody in Portuguese, please. You know, that may not have been your case, but it might have been the other person's situation. They said, I just need to speak Portuguese. I'm going crazy.
1: Yeah, it was the same with my mother. The first day we got there, she looked at me and said, "Okay, from now on, only English. You speak no more Portuguese with me." After the first class, she looked at me and said, "Please speak Portuguese, please."
0: Ah, yes, it, it can be hard. You have a headache, you know. And, and I tell my students, you know, because I'm a teacher too, is that uh, for the first probably two weeks to two months, when you're in another country, it's going to be hard, but it gets easier. You know, day by day, week by week, it gets easier. But it's hard to change the the mindset, to change the thinking about uh, only concentrating on that one language. It's a lot of change in the mind. So I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. Okay? So the places that you visit, did you visit any churches? Do you go to church? Are you a, a person that goes to church?
1: Uh I'm not very religious but my mother is usually the first thing she does in a city is visit the church so I visit some churches with her in Vancouver Were they pretty? Yes, they were pretty but uh actually I like the church because it had a very hilarious story. Because I don't remember if it was, I think, during the 80s or something, a priest uh, decided that he wanted things to be more interesting. And he, I don't know if accidentally or not, but he, like, used LSD during... Oh, wow. Yes, so that people... That
0: a little
1: interesting. Yes, people were, like, actually really seeing Jesus or God or something. Of wow. course, it was a hallucination, but for them, they, they saw Jesus. So.
0: A little
1: interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Yes, about, that that was a funny story. Uh
0: huh. Yes. And what about parks? Do they have a lot of parks there?
1: Uh, yes, they have some parks. Uh, Vancouver has the the goal to be the greenest city in the world. And if I remember correctly, no matter where you are in the city, you are four minutes from a park or somewhere that is green. Like you can walk four minutes, four minutes, and be. In a park, or a, not a forest, but a place with trees, place and with green. a field
0: to play some games or something.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That we need that more in Brazil. That's for sure. Yeah, I know that yeah. the kids in my neighborhood. They play in the streets. You know, they play football in the streets. It's kind of crazy, but you know that's the way it is. It wasn't very well planned. But uh, can you tell us a little bit about your your typical day uh, in school?
1: Uh, yeah, so normally we had classes from 9 to noon, and then we had one hour break for lunch, and then we had classes again from 1 to 4. Wow. Uh, normally, yeah, but long classes, basically 8 hours a day, I think. I'm not very good at math, but I think it's, it's that. But, Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there, but usually in the morning we had more like grammar, pronunciation and more things about the English language and English teaching, and in the afternoon it was more about planning your lessons or, you know, peer teaching, teaching other students, things like Mm -hmm. that.
0: Okay. Yes, Konia, the uh, difficult part to me about English is the pronunciation, don't you think?
1: Yes, I think it's... Difficult, to, it's very difficult to teach pronunciation because, in Portuguese, especially the way we learn like the alphabet and the sounds, mm-hmm. things are very clear. You see a word, even if you have never seen the word before, you know how to say it. In English, sometimes it's not that easy. I know that yeah. even native people have problems, like they see a word that they have never heard before, and they are like, uh, Do I say it like this? Do I say it like that? What is the mm-hmm. correct pronunciation here?
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. So I I like to tell my students, don't worry. If you don't pronounce the words 100%, don't worry, just try. Um, If you understand the verb, if you understand the the nouns that you need to use, just put it together to do it the best you can because the pronunciation of the words many times is not easy. So to me, it's one of the hardest things for people to learn. So anyway, um, while you were there, you traveled to different places. Did you go to Whistler Mountain?
1: Yeah, I went to Whistler, and I wanted to go to Victoria Island, but in the end, I didn't have. I don't know if time is the best word because I had time. I think I just didn't organize my time well enough to go to Victoria Island. But I also planned to visit other cities.
0: And what about the United States? That's very close to the United States. Did you try to go to the United States?
1: Yeah, actually, I thought about it before going there, but. To go to the United States you need a visa, you need more things, and it's more expensive than the one you need for Canada. Mm-hmm. So in the end I decided not to take you know the American visa. Okay. And yeah, to stay just expensive. in Canada. It
0: is expensive, yes. Okay, and before you went there you said you had already finished your, your English uh, education here in Brazil. Was that in a private school?
1: Uh yeah private school but also since my childhood I've always played video games with English like listen to music with English voice chat with American people or Jamaican people people from other countries Jamaican? Yeah yeah I had a very good Jamaican friend when I was in high school wow. uh, because we played the same video game and it was it was interesting mm-hmm.
0: Yeah the uh video games seem to help kids a lot with learning some basic parts of the language so you know it's interesting that when you have fun you learn you know you're trying to you're trying to connect the ideas because you want to because you're having fun you know doing something so I tell people if you're having fun you learn and so uh, it's very interesting this concept and so would you say that you were uh, very fluent or advanced in your English before you went to Canada
1: it's hard to say exactly what is fluent and things like that because but i think i was already pretty good because i already had experience with like speaking with native people Mm -hmm. and like i said i had traveled before but i remember the first time i actually was in English-speaking country, and I had to speak English, and I had a little bit of a problem. But it's because my whole life I studied American English, and my first experience was in Scotland, Scotland. and yeah, in Scotland, it was uh, it was weird, especially because the person that was speaking with me, he was a homeless person, and normally they have a very strong accent; they don't speak like, standard grammar necessarily. So it was confusing. I think he tried to speak with me for about five minutes and then he gave up because I couldn't understand him. And I was like, okay, I studied English for twelve years maybe and I can't speak with a single person. This is terrible.
0: Yes, but But... don't, don't be ashamed of that at all because if you learn the American English, the British English you have to really train your listening for that and it takes time. You need to hear it two, three times and then okay, I know the connection now. That sound equals this other word with this other sound, you know. It takes time to practice these things, but yeah. um because English is English, but the pronunciation can be a hard thing, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about between countries.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember I think it was my third day there, I bumped on someone on the streets and the person like looked at me and said "sorry." It was the first <laughs> word I understood. So I was just thinking, okay, so "sorry" actually means sorry. And then my brain started making the connections. (laughs) So the sounds are different, so sorry is sorry. And then I just kept going with that and within basically one, two weeks I actually could speak with people. -hmm. I still had problems with vocabulary. They use different words, like they don't say truck, they say lorry, they don't say hill, they say bray, and they don't say church, they say kirk. So a lot of -hmm. things are different, but I could al- already speak with people.
0: Wow, the Kirk, that's a German pronunciation. Yeah. That's very interesting. So, the British uh, is an interesting uh, pronunciation of the words because their pronunciation is more correct than Americans. I say that the American pronunciation is lazy. How do you say the word water? Water in British or Scottish? Mm-hmm. How that's, do you
1: say Normally, they do like water.
0: Water, water, water. Don't you like a cup of water, you know, because there's a T in the sound water, there's a T, yes, but the pronunciation of Americans D, water, crazy man. So that, that gets a little bit difficult when you start thinking about the differences in, between the American and the British. It's like the British is more correct, it is more correct.
1: Mm, I, I don't know because when we think about British. We normally think about BBC English we think about people speaking slowly and emphasizing all the consonants and everything but if you speak with an English person on the street I don't know if lazy is the best word I agree with you American English is a little bit lazy the pronunciation things just glue together they connect and it seems like you never stop talking but in British English it's it's also not very standard if you are on the street Okay. Talking with a random person.
0: Okay. Yes. Would you Would you like a cup of tea with your compass, sir? That's my little imitation of the British.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to try mine because it's horrible.
0: Okay. So, so, did you drink tea in England when you went to England?
1: Yes. Actually, I used to hate tea. I thought it was boring, but when I got there it was very cold and I just wanted something hot to drink and mm-hmm. I started really getting into tea.
0: Did you drink milk in your tea?
1: I tried once or twice, but uh, I'm not a fan.
0: Okay. Okay, because they're very common uh to serve milk in their tea. It's very common.
1: Very yes, common. yes.
0: Okay. It was b- and go ahead.
1: Yeah, it was my idea to to copy them, you know, like in Rome do like the Romans, uh-huh. so when in Britain do like the British, but I wasn't a big fan of milking my team.
0: Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Con- so, Conia, Conia, oh, Conia. <laughs> Conia. Um... Yeah, it's
1: difficult even for Brazilian people. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm so I'm glad you're you're excusing my inability to pronounce your name, a hundred percent. So anyway. Ponia, the uh, idea of English Brazil, you're familiar with the, the groups with uh, the conversation English, right? Yes. Um, what do you think about this concept of learning and training with English using conversation?
1: I think it's very good because a lot of people they learn English at school be it a public school or a private school mm-hmm. but it's normally more about writing, listening, writing, grammar, more writing, more grammar, mm-hmm. a little bit more of listening but we don't have a lot of opportunity to speak. We don't have a lot of opportunity to communicate mm-hmm. and that's usually the main goal of a language. Yes. If you think about Portuguese, for example, my native language, I don't write in Portuguese very often.
0: Mm, interesting. Normally,
1: what do I do? I speak with people. That's mm-hmm. what I do every day. Even yeah. reading, okay, I do every now and then because I like books, I like to read. But mm-hmm. the main purpose of a language is to communicate. Normally,
0: yes. speaking. Yes. And it could be in writing too. But when you're traveling and and going someplace, you're not going to write. You're going to speak. So that's something I noticed and that's the reason we created these groups for conversation is because when people learn a language you need to keep practicing the language or you will lose it it's like any other thing if you don't use it you lose it so I started noticing this when I was teaching English classes I said okay you want English classes with me but you speak very well why do you want you know I need to be better it's like wow how much do you need to do to be better you just need to practice So I started developing because of that, because I observed the Brazilians spending a lot of time, a lot of money for classes after classes after classes. And I said, man, you're going to need classes the rest of your life. So I I decided that I would create these groups in conversation so that Brazilians don't need to keep going to classes. And so we have these uh, meetings and they're free across Brazil. So it's it's really great that even now when everything's online, people can do it online. You don't need to go to a place. It's right there online. So that's the purpose of the English Brazil uh business is to to bring English to make English as a strong second language for Brazilians. And I'm sure you can understand that mentality is that yeah, it's it's good to learn English, but you know what? We need to all learn English to a, a degree so we can all interact with the other parts of the world and for business, for travel, whatever it may be, we need this because English is the neutral language. and That's why I'm sure you said, you know what? I know this language and I'm gonna use my knowledge of this language to teach others. And yes, I'll make some money, but you know what? I have a passion and all good teachers have a passion. They have a passion, I'm sure you do too. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I agree with you, it's weird but the goal of a teacher is to not have the student anymore <laughs> it's to have an independent student yes. like it's 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 almost like a parent your goal is to eventually look at your children and say enough go away it's time yes. you follow your own path
0: yes i totally agree with you and so um what i do is i challenge my students when they become more fluent is to teach other people in their life you know whether it be their children their brothers sisters their friends whoever And yes, they can make money this way, too, you know, because when other people want to learn, then they they are willing to pay for the service of having a teacher to help them. So, you know, it it can be a win win proposition And my goal with my life is to bring English as a strong second language. And I think that you have that same uh, perspective on uh, the, the teaching of English and with your life to give back, you're giving back in a sense. Yes, you make money, but you're, not, you're never gonna be rich unless you start a school like Wizard or, or was it, AACCAA or CNA. If you start one of these big schools and you expand it across the country, yeah, you can make some good money. But you know, that's not my objective with my life. My objective is to give back to society so that they have the opportunities that they could do something with their life more than they could otherwise just by having this other language as a, a a strong second language i love portuguese portuguese is a very nice language i think french is a nice language spanish is not these languages are very nice they call them romantic languages and i think they're very nice but you know the case is we need to learn english and so i really appreciate you teaching english as a, an english teacher here in brazil i really do so I just want to say thank you so much for joining the the meeting today and talking with the the people in Brazil. Sophia. Sophia, um do you have any the final remarks about anything?
1: Uh final remarks. Well, well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me. It's always good to uh help other people learn and help other people study or you know, practice more English. And I think my final remark is for everyone learning a language: use the language. Okay, just don't um, just use just it.
0: Just a moment. Just a moment. Uh, go back just a little bit because there was a, a problem with the connection.
1: So I'll just restart my answer. No, not
0: the whole thing. Just no, you can, you can.
1: Okay, uh, I'll just restart, and then you can edit later. Yes. Uh, okay. Final remarks. But. Um, well, First of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. It's always good. It's always a pleasure to help other people learn languages. -hmm. And I think what I want to tell other people that are learning languages is that whatever language you're learning, use it.
0: -hmm. Find a way to use the language so that when you can travel, when you need a job interview, you are ready. So I certainly agree with that. Look out! Hello. Okay. Yes. I I lost you there.
1: Yeah, That's yeah, okay. wait. Okay. Got a little bit of I don't know a flag or
0: mm-hmm. Okay.
1: okay. So, do you want me do so you want think, me to repeat I think
0: I got um let me say that uh at this moment you can probably just say uh something like I again I thank you so you start again I thank you and then and Final closing.
1: Ok. Uh, again, I thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me here. And, uh, last advice to anyone learning a language, use the language every day if possible. Make it part of your routine. Make it part of your life. -hmm. Don't leave it just for the classroom. Don't leave it just for speaking with your teacher. -hmm. Learning a language to use the language. So, use it.
0: Good advice. So, Konia. Conia, sorry, I would have to practice many times. Just think about my Portuguese. My Portuguese is not very good, guys.
1: Yeah, but even even in Portuguese, people normally say my name wrong, so uh, it's, I'm used to it.
0: So Konia, we really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day to spend with us a little bit and share with us about your experience. And I want to thank you again for all that you've done to bring this idea to the people in Brazil.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, take care, man.
1: You too. Have a nice day. Have a nice week.